on another episode of Soothing Semantics. I am your host, Rafi Pinsky. Make sure to subscribe, like, share, leave your comments for all of your real estate needs, buying, selling, renting, renting, or investing. Make sure to check out Rafi the Realtor on Instagram. Make sure to check the link in bio for my weekly newsletter. It is extremely informative. It goes out weekly, and I'm very confident you will get tons of value from it. Without further ado, Today, we have a guest who I've been following for quite some time. I've been looking at his content for years. Rich Cooper, aka Entrepreneurs in Cars, the author of The Unplugged Alpha. He has a YouTube channel that has been going on for quite some time. He's really the uh, one of the OGs of uh, you know male content, you know, helping men become uh, better men, helping them understand women, um, helping them uh, get into better shape. Rich Cooper, thank you for coming. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me, Rafi. What's happening? Absolutely. So a nice number of my friends know who you are, by the way, and they're they're very impressed that uh, we're, we're sitting and having this conversation. So I know they're going to be looking forward to, to sitting and listening to this. Excellent. And I know that you, you're currently in Canada, right? That's where you reside. Yeah, Toronto. Okay. I mean, how, how do you feel about that? Do you want to leave or you're... Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be here if I didn't have a child to to parent. I mean, I, you know, I got married, uh, in the two thousands, got divorced when my kid was small. Um, you know, the divorce grinder wakes a lot of guys up to the reality of the world. And that's one of the things I suppose that unplugged me from, uh, society's comforting lies, you know, that, uh, sort of red pilled me. And, um, you know, when you have a kid, you know, you invest in them, they're, they've got your name, they've got your DNA, you want to make sure that you send them off in the world, right? So um, I'm not going to run off to some other country just to save some taxes, uh, you know, banning my kid, like, uh, you know, I'm not saying it's a right or wrong thing to do. Some guys choose to do it, others don't. It's just, I choose to spend my time here for the time being, but um, I'll be making an exit. I'm not going to be here for the rest of my life. Canada is, uh, it's going downhill, it's, it's getting woke, the tax rates are just continue to escalate year over year. Uh, summers aren't, that nice winters suck. I mean, I could go on, but I think you already, you know, heard the uh, story before somewhere else. I've heard the story way too many times, way too many. I, re I respect that you're staying there for the kid. You're not pulling an Andrew Tate and living somewhere outside the state. <laughs> and I, I mind you, I agree with many of his takes, but that one, I don't agree with that mm. one in particular. I don't agree with. Uh, so, so there is a home for you and your new Porsche in, in Miami. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. that. Actually, um, the club that I'm that I'm working with here um, might be opening up a another club in Miami as well. So there's a potential for Toronto to Miami rallies coming soon. But that's that's a very early announcement. Uh, probably a little bit pr premature. But I do like driving. The Porsche is a great car. Um, I like it a lot more than I thought I would. And uh, I just put four thousand kilometers on it on an Appalachian run down through the mountains on the East Coast. It was a lot of fun. Oh, that's amazing. That's so cool. I've I've always been wanting to check out the, the Appalachian, like the trail, the area. I just watched Amazing the roads. I had a YouTuber, uh, Peter Santanello. He's a huge uh, travel. I love YouTuber. that guy. I love that guy. I watch his stuff all the time. I had him on my podcast. You should check it out. Amazing. Yeah. I so he, uh, he's fantastic. So he just did a, a bit, a few uh, episodes on, on, Appalachian. on the Appalachian. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, with the coal miners and all that. Yeah, very interesting. Mm -hmm. It really, but it also goes to show you how different their their lives are from all of the woke softness of a lot of the, the it's funny because world. we ended up driving down a lot of those roads you see in the video and you see the houses there sort of thing and i was sitting there watching my girlfriend i'm telling her like these like these are the people that were watching us drive our cars down their roads right so so it's an interesting sort of uh humbling moment 
for sure. I love I love traveling through rural areas like that. I, it's so relaxing. I couldn't live there; it'd be too boring. Mm. Um, and I also don't want anyone to to kidnap my kids. I mean, I don't think I don't think they could try. I don't have kids yet, but yeah. you know, I'm making a joke. P places like that always give me a little bit of a, you know, it's always always interesting. I guess I've been watching too many movies as a kid. Maybe, yeah, it could be, it could be. So, just to go into to go into a couple of things. Uh, first of all, interesting that, and I understand you, but when you were on Adam Sosnick's podcast, you were very adamant on not being part of the manosphere. Mm -hmm. So kind of, if you don't mind going into a little bit of that in terms of why you, you've kind of a, disassociated yourself from that. Um, so I never really tried to associate with it to begin with. You know, if I can be perfectly honest, I, sure. I, I started uploading videos in 2014 and the term manosphere wasn't introduced to me until I started talking to Rolo Tomasi, right? Uh, prior to that, it was like, like MGTOW videos, you know, um, and they were actually good MGTOW videos at the time, like 2016, 2017. That's when I started talking about stuff around relationships and divorce and, you know, the realities of the world and that sort of stuff. And I didn't really know what the manosphere was. I was just answering questions that my audience wanted to hear some, uh, you know, discussion on. And I think around that time, one of the channels that I was watching more of was, uh, I think it was MGTOW 101 or M MTOW like 101 or something like this. I think he was a South African or Australian guy. He's one of those faceless dudes that sort of just like did voiceover commentary on um, press pieces, uh, interviews, um, and sort of just said, you know, this is what's going on and, you know, this is why it happened sort of thing. And he would offer a little bit of context around it. And they were generally pretty good. They weren't anti-women or pro-male or anything. They were just like, you know, these are the reality of the world sort of thing. Um, and then I kind of got sucked into uh, the whole manosphere when I started to get interested in um, stuff like the Rational Mail. And then there was other people that sort of came with that, pickup artists, um, dating coaches, um, all these guys. And that was never me. Um, I've always been an entrepreneur. I ran a very successful business for decades. Um, you know, I haven't worked for anybody since 2002, I don't think. So when I got pulled into that, it was a lot of, oh, okay, so this guy has some good information. It seems like this guy has some useful information. And um, I started to promote them. They didn't have anything. They were mostly like people that were anonymous on Twitter, um, on uh, blogs, you know, stuff like that. They never really had a YouTube channel. I think at that time I had about 100,000 subs. And, um, you know, I bring them on my channel and talk to them. And we started like group uh, shows. And one group show, you know, ended because one of the guys was a complete idiot in, in that uh, realm of things. So I pulled away from him and I started working with other people. And once you start spending time with these guys that are manosphere creators, the reason why I call it the manoswamp is because generally speaking, they're not good men or they're not good at being men in my estimation. Um, a lot of them are hypocrites. They'll tell you, for example, dating women that have children from a prior relationship is bad news bears, but they will get into and marry a single mom and lie about it. Um, They'll mock things, uh, you know, for example, like one of the things that I've um, found very useful in my life was uh, TRT, uh, testosterone replacement therapy. And then you'll see them a few years down the road on TRT. Uh, you know, there's a significant change in their physique. Um, so a lot of these guys, I don't see them as good men or good at being men. And I'm, I'm very protective of the people that I hang around with, the people that I love and the people that I want to spend time with, and the people that I want to build up. 
And if I don't see you as a good man or good at being a man, and by the way, if you want some more context around that, I think Jack Donovan's books, uh, you know, The Way of Man, Becoming a Barbarian, these are really, really good reads for men that want to learn about masculinity as it really is, not as the guys in the Mano Swamp will try to tell you that it is. Because again, a lot of these guys are hypocrites. They aren't doing what they say they're doing. They've got very, uh, how can I put this? They've got shitty pasts. You know, like you wouldn't be proud of their pasts being laid out at a table if you were having dinner with your family in front of your friends and family, you know, for example. So, yeah, I just decided not to uh, spend any more time with them. I mean, I, I speak on very similar topics, but I don't, I don't encourage or endorse much, if any, of their material anymore, um, just because of the people and the way they are. They're not great friends, you know. Interesting. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't care to blast any names, but I'm really curious to, to know, like, I guess examples, but you know, again, they can either, no, be I don't want to put any, no, I don't want to put any yeah. names on blast. That's it's just fair. like, That's fair. you know, there's no point in dealing with that. It's just there, again, you know, there's a lot of people in that space and, and it's growing now. Like there's a lot of women that have moved into that space. and a lot of people that are, that are grifting in that space. And it's like, they see an opportunity to reach men that are struggling but they're not guys that have done much or any or anything significant with their lives, right? They have peppered past bankruptcies, jails, incarcerations, like shit, like getting other people in jail, believe it or not. Um, I've seen it all, right? So it's like, I just can't associate myself with people that come from that level, right? Um, I've worked too hard and I'm too good of a person in my estimation and people that know me personally to sit at the same table with those guys. I don't like... I want to see them eat. You know, I want to see them survive. I just don't want to sit at the same table with them and share a meal with them anymore, if you know what I mean. So um, I wish them all the best, and I just don't want to be a part of it. That's all. Okay. That's perfectly fine. That's that's fair. Yeah, it, it's become very saturated, and a lot of people don't really care about the the intricacies of understanding male and female dynamics they just want their views and i think you know at the end of the day as as a content creator of course i want views and i want the money that comes with it but i care much more about the content that i put out i was explaining this to a friend a good friend of mine was talking to me about the algorithm you know he's all he started a channel very recently mm -hmm. he's very very algorithm based Mm -hmm. And I was saying, listen, man, of course I want to grow a big channel, but I'm not interested in having some porn star on my show just so I can get a million views. I really, it's not going to happen. Like I, I want my channel to have value and substance. And if that means that I have to, I have to push at it for 10 years, whereas if I would have had a bunch of women with their tits out and that would have gotten me there faster, mm -hmm. it's, it's not, it's, it's just not going to happen. I, I care much more about doing what I feel makes sense. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, you 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 came on my Unplug Alpha podcast, which is a separate channel channel from the Entrepreneurs and Cars. It's, it's really just something that I do as a weekly show to talk about shit that I think that's interesting and take call-ins. And I mean, I it's it's got 37,000 subs, which is not bad for one year's worth of work. Right. Um, but I also have another channel. I have the book, and I sort of send traffic to it. So there's so there's a little bit of that you know momentum that that picked up. But I mean, I could have easily had 300,000 or three million subs had I you know taken the red meat. Uh, path, which is get a bunch of bimbos, make them look bad, you know, on a show and use clickbaity titles and thumbnails for like clips and shorts and stuff like that. And um, it's not that I don't have, you know, men and women that, that call into show that are like topics of conversation that we cover that could be potentially looked as clickbaity, but I don't produce the content thinking to myself, okay, 
gotcha bitch. Like I want to set this up. Like I get them in a gotcha bitch, you know, sort of like clickbaity sort of like, let's make this into a short. Like I don't build my stuff out like that. I'd rather do it more organically having good conversations. And I kind of have that flexibility because I don't need the money, right? Like I've, I've been successful before I started up YouTube, right? Like I was already a multimillionaire long before I even uploaded my first video. So um, I don't need to to pander to the algorithms and do the red meat and make the bimbos look bad on the show, you know, sort of thing. Um, so that's why I do what I do the way that I do it. So I would encourage you to do the same thing, you know, stay true to the sorts of conversations and topics that you want to be on and don't feed the bullshit because there's too much of it out there. Joe Rogan spoke about this on, a, on one of his episodes a long time ago when he was talking about how long it, it took him to come up even though he had a name for mm -hmm. fear factor it's not his yeah. he wasn't a nobody i'm i'm a huge huge advocator of that if if it's going to take me years until the channel grows tremendously so be it but i you know i compare it to 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 artists to music artists say the you know the new age rappers that stick around for three years and no one knows who they are afterward mm -hmm. versus the rappers who've been known for 10 20 30 40 years it, there's a different. I don't care to be the new trend. I care to be relevant for a long time and actually put out substantial content. That's that's a lot more valuable. Mm. Um, so, something that I know is interesting to you because it's been yeah. discussed everywhere is this whole Adam Twenty Two thing. And for oh, yeah. the people listening to my content, <clears throat> you know, there's there's a big cuck culture. For whoever doesn't know what that means, it's the idea of either a guy or a girl you know, getting off or being interested in their significant other sl sleeping with or doing something sexual with someone else that they are in a, in a relationship with. So there's this very big content creator, uh, goes by Adam 22. He has a uh, bunch of different companies. He does. Um, oh my God, dude, I'm even forgetting what his, uh, what the hell is his, his thing called? Well, he's got an OnlyFans with his wife where he brings on porn stars, they interview right. them, and then they bang them afterwards for the OnlyFans. <laughs> right, right, right. He's yeah, got a sure. podcast called No Jumper. The No Jumper, that's what I was trying yeah. to yeah. Um, yeah, he's got a bunch of different, I guess, assets in his ecosystem. But it's weird to me because it seems like he did this whole cucking thing as a stunt to get reach and money because... Um, I saw him in an interview on some other podcast in the last week on a clip somewhere and he, and he basically admitted, you know, like the main reason why we did it was because we knew that it was going to get some, some reach. We just didn't think it was going to get as much reach as it got. He was like, it was like 10, 20, 50 times more than what they thought it would uh, do. And, you know, to pimp out your wife, the mother of your child, by the way, like they have a kid together. Like, could you imagine being this kid going into the public school system and they find out that your dad is Adam 22 and your mom is Lena the pug or whatever the fuck her name is, <laughs> Lena the pug, <laughs> whatever it is, the plug, the pug, whatever it is. And it's like, you know, your you know, your parents pimp each other out for like views on social media and for clout. It's like, you know, but this is the place that we're at. And we see other creators do this as well. Like I've seen some of these Twitch streamers now. Um, what's that blue haired guy's name? Destiny. Destiny. Sneeko's admitted to going to these cuck parties in the past before, although he seems to have uh, pulled away from, um, you know, co-signing that lifestyle. He seems to have, uh, you know, uh, put it down now or walked away from it. But, you know, the fact there's so many people that publicly talk about sharing their girlfriend or their wives with other people and then the sickness that they feel afterwards as a result of it, it's just like, man... Dude, like you reap what you sow. You know, you play these stupid games, you're going to get stupid rewards. And people need to, in my opinion anyway, 
they shouldn't celebrate this shit. They should squash it. You know, they shouldn't be signing up for this guy's OnlyFans. They shouldn't be amplifying these dorks that are that are like doing these streams for hours. You know, in some cases, throwing them money and like these people are losers. You know, can you can you see the reality of Crazy. of of these of these disgusting human beings and how they choose to live their life? And it's like you want to celebrate it. That's fine, dude. You're part of that tribe. You're not part of my tribe. I just draw a perimeter around myself, and you stay over there. It's simple. 100%. It's, it's, it's lunacy to me. What, what I just don't get is it was definitely a publicity stunt, but the guy's got so much money already. Why would he care to sell his wife, sell his dignity? for? He's got money already. He's making millions and millions a year. I don't know. I mean, anything for attention for, uh, I mean, like who the hell knows, you know, there's, there's, there's gotta be some underlying reason, you know, behind it. Maybe it's like, I've tried everything, you know, to get more than 50 million views a month. And this got me a hundred million views a month. So hoorah, Dude. but you know, my wife had to get dicked down by uh, Tyrone uh, here in this Pornhub video. Go check it out now. <laughs> Basically could, what it is. It's insanity. You could not pay me enough money to let somebody sleep with me. You couldn't pay me enough money. There, you literally could offer me a billion dollars cash and I would tell you no. And there are a lot of guys that would say, are you crazy? Yes. If that makes me crazy, I am crazy. My dignity is worth more than the money. One thousand. It's yeah. It's it's called having some standards and some dignity in your life. It's like great. Now I have a billion dollars, but I I feel like a worthless piece of shit. It's not yeah. worth it to me. I'd, I'd well, rather not have the billion. The internet will never forget this, right? Stuff like this never never disappears. Oh, dude. The, oh, the memes are going to be going on for years. It's crazy. But uh, listen, teach their own. If that's what he if if he wants to be stupid, let him be stupid. Maybe his I angle mean, was there is no. You know, there is no bad news. There is no bad press, you know, for him. Maybe that's what it is. Who knows? So stupid. What, other people are trying to bring this logic into it where they're saying, oh, well, you know, she was sleeping with all these girls or, or no, she was letting him sleep with all It's very yeah. different. He is not bisexual. She mm -hmm. is. Right. She enjoyed being with those women. He does not enjoy being with men. It's a very I always different say that, that, that men love to complicate their life and justify why they do it. And that was some of the pushback that I got when I talked about that on social media, especially on, on, on Twitter, where guys that were coming at me like, shut up, Rich, you don't know what you're talking about. This guy's banging more girls than you are, blah, blah, blah. You know, they have three, th you know, threesomes all the time. So what? It's like, are you retarded? Like, what is wrong with you that you think that it's okay for another man to be banging your wife, right? Like, is this where we are in culture and society? If fine, you know, if, if that's the case, fine. Again, you stay on your side. This is my perimeter. We ain't hanging out, bro. Without a doubt. <laughs> it's such a crazy, it's such a crazy world. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. So so the second the second thing I had on my list, I'm I'm looking at my um yeah, yeah, my, I have the notes on my phone. Uh so we the second thing we actually ended up discussing first, so that's good. Now when uh, number three on my list is what men and what men should look for and avoid when looking for a girlfriend or wife. So I know you have the the uh, red flag list, but yep. just to give give viewers that haven't heard of you before, what are what are immediate things? Say top five things that for a guy with a relatively clean slate, you know, he's not divorced, doesn't have kids, mm. he's a pretty well-to-do guy, he's in shape, makes money. What are things that he should look for and look out for? Well, um, there's 20 red flags. Um, if you want me to narrow it down to the five most important, I can do that. But what I'd recommend, yeah, 
Yeah, but what I would recommend is maybe for the sake of brevity that your audience um, goes and gets the 20 red flags. I mean, you can get it for free or you can get my book, um, you know, The Unplugged Alpha, it's in there. But if you opt into my email list at entrepreneursandcars.com forward slash red dash flags, you can get the 20 red flags for free. So I'll give you the top five that I think guys should be paying the most attention to when it comes to vetting a woman for long-term material. And that's anything from a long-term relationship to, you know, the mother of your kids. Um, so let me go through on my last list over here. The first I would say is stay the hell away from feminists. Like any woman that identifies um, with today's modern version of feminism uh, by choice has to be some kind of a victim, right? Because they're always oppressed. Uh, the patriarchy, we only make 70 cents on every dollar that a man makes, blah, blah, blah. They've always got some level of oppression. And if they're oppressed, they have to have an oppressor. And the oppressor is always men. And guess what? You're a man. So at some point, you're going to run into some bullshit with her where she's going to make your life difficult. Do not deal with feminists. Keep away from them. And they're generally not that attractive, you know, if we're being honest. The way that they hold themselves out in the public, they don't really take care of their, uh, you know, the optics of attraction, fitness, um, long, beautiful hair, makeup. It's usually short, like weird colors, like purple or, or blue, you know, stuff like that. So as a general, stay away from feminists. Um, I'd say promiscuous women which is number five or sorry number five is is keeping women or keeping men from her past around um so a chick that's got guy friends uh still gets together and has coffee with her ex-boyfriend has dinner with her ex-fiance um hangs out with a bunch of dudes from time to time um you know some people say well rich you can't do that you know that's that's controlling why are you so insecure blah 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 it's not um, I have a nice car. If I park my car in a shitty neighborhood and leave it unlocked and throw the key on the seat and just walk away from it, chances are something bad's going to happen to it. Yeah. It's the same thing when you let your woman deal with guys from her past that she's been intimate with. There should be no room in your relationship for that. Um, if, if she's coming at you and, and she's like, Rich, I dig your vibe. I don't want to share you. Where do we stand? Can we be in a relationship? Then that's when I come at the point where it's like, okay, well, let me take a look at your life. And if there's something in it, that's a problem. Like you keep guys around from your past. Then my next statement to you is, well, yeah, you know, I dig your vibe too, but I, I, I can't be serious about a woman that hangs out with guys that she used to bang, you know, basically, or hangs out with a guy and has dinner with him every couple of months that she was engaged to or, or something like that. Um, and, and that's a choice that she has to make. And if she doesn't like that, then let her move on and you move on and you find somebody that doesn't keep men from, um, you know, their past around it's, it's not that something bad is definitely going to happen. It's just the chances of something bad happening and complicating your relationship exists uh, and it exists to a much higher degree. So don't deal with it is, you know, another, another point to that. Um, I would definitely say stay the hell away from violent women. There's women with violent tendencies uh, that throw hissy fits. Uh, they'll have a complete spaz, a meltdown. They'll throw things at you. I've had consults with guys that I've coached where women have th like, hurled lots of stuff at them jars knives forks like cutlery drawers like all kinds of weird stuff um i had this one guy that got stabbed in the leg with a fork because you know he kept dealing with this violent woman over time and he was the one that ended up in jail that night by the way not her just so and just so we're clear though she physically took the 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 fork and stabbed it into it right in his leg yeah um so you definitely want to stay from women that have violent tendencies. It, it just doesn't end. I don't care how good the sex is. I, I know that great sex always comes with crazy. Um, but <laughs> trust me, 
as you get older, you will, you will discover that it ain't worth it. You know, there are women out there that'll still bang you amazingly and, and, and aren't violent. Okay. Um, what are we at there? Three. Yeah, I think that's the third one. So I've got room for two more. So let's do big notch counts. Um, Women that have banged a lot of dudes are a very, very bad choice for long-term relationship. The science on this is very clear. Um, women have a very difficult time pair bonding in a monogamous fashion to a man if she's been with a lot of other dudes in the past. And the simple reason for that is if, when conflict arises, when things aren't going uh, her way or the way the relationship or the way that she'd like to see things, uh, it's very easy for her to be like, well, I've already banged you know, 57 guys or I've already been in, you know, uh, 18 different long-term relationships over the last 15 years. And I'm just going to walk away from this and make this 19, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're not apt to want to sit down and work things out to take ownership. It's usually point and sputter. It's your fault. Um, it's just not a good use of your time, right? Um, and you can invite women that have all 20 of these red flags in your life or five of them or something like that. And a lot of guys do, but at the end of the day, you won't have as peaceful and as profitable and as happy a life as you would is if you dealt with a woman that didn't have these red flags from her past um and then Real the last quick, one yeah. which i just wanted to interject fully agree i agree with all this to play devil's advocate what would you say to women or or, or men that say oh well what about a guy that has a high notch count um there's some evidence that suggests that guys that have banged a lot of women um have a harder time um being monogamous to you know their wife you know for example but that's a topic of commitment versus monogamy so if you've got a guy that's banged like 200 girls you know before he got married and he gets married there's a higher chance that the guy with a 200 notch count is going to go outside of that marriage and uh cheat versus the guy that's only been with like one gal you know for example now that doesn't mean that he's going to leave the marriage all that means is he might go out and get some exercise from time to time and come back and still love his wife and his kids and pay the mortgage and do the family events and all that stuff, right? Um, so, yeah, there's that. But the difference between men and women is that it has more effect on women. Like, being with more guys has more of a detrimental effect on women, one. And two, um, it's also more likely that they'll leave the relationship. Whereas guys... See, when men and women cheat, they cheat for different reasons, right? Like, when men cheat, um, it's really just to... like we're here to scatter seed, you you know, like that's why we make millions of sperm every single month and women make one egg, right? When women cheat, it's usually because they want to monkey branch out to another relationship and they're looking for a a secure way to leave guy A and go to guy B, Mm -hmm. you know, sort of thing. It's usually because they're done. Whereas I've seen loads and loads of guys cheat on their wives for years. They'll be traveling, they do conferences, they're airline pilots, they're entrepreneurs, they run multiple businesses in different cities. And they go outside of the marriage. The wife just sort of looks the other way. And then he comes back home and makes sure that, you know, like everybody's taken care of. He loves his wife as a kid and all that sort of thing. But, you know, from time to time, he looks for some excitement. So it's a different thing, you know, when it comes to that. It's it's more dangerous for men as well, too. Because if you get a woman, you know, in your house and in your life and you start a family with her and she's more apt to leave if things don't go well, well, she's probably going to leave with half your shit. She's probably going to leave with your kids. You might only see them like 20% of the time or 10% of the time as most guys get, um, you know, parenting rights to their kids at that point in time, which is a lot more dangerous for men because there's more at risk for men when it comes to marriage than it is for women because women only marry across and up on the socioeconomic scale. They never usually marry down. Most women marry more successful men. So Kevin from the accounting department that's make a quarter million dollars a year will 
often marry the uh, hairdresser that's making $40,000 a year. So there's no real risk to her in that marriage, you know, if he cheats. But if she wants to leave, he's fucked, right? So is it is it going to affect men? Sure. But it doesn't affect them the same way that it affects women. And the damage to men isn't the same as it is to women. Does that make sense? Yeah, it definitely does. And then the last red flag that I would say, if I had to pick five out of the 20, is uh, single moms. Um, stay the hell away from them in a long-term relationship. I mean, if you want to get into friends with benefits, you want to date them, you want to have some fun, you want to get some experience. There's lots of women out there with kids, but don't cut yourself. Don't get yourself in a position where you're raising another man's seed. Uh, there's no benefit to you. Um, you're basically a cuckold, and you're going to have the responsibility of a parent without any authority that parents have. Which is a which is basically slavery. I mean, if you're responsible to take care of them, take them out to dinner, uh, attend for birthdays, and pay for vacations and all that kind of stuff, uh, but you don't have any authority over the kids when they behave badly, and you want to try to discipline them, then that's a that's 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 bad news. Very, bears right there. very good point because at the end of the day, you you cannot do anything that that the biological mother does not allow you to do. Exactly. And, you know, at the end of the day, you're doing all this to raise another man's seed. So like, what is the benefit in that for you as a guy? It just doesn't make any sense. It just overly complicates your life unnecessarily. When if you want to have kids, go out and find a woman that's fertile and have kids with her that doesn't have a bunch of red flags. I know that there's fewer and fewer of them out there as you get older and older. But, you know, if you're focusing on yourself and, you know, you're doing the work and you're putting your dent in the universe and you're leveling yourself up, it doesn't really matter if you're 30, 40 or 50. If you're a top shelf man, you can get a younger woman that doesn't have kids and is fertile and is willing to have children with you if that's what you want, right? It's a big, it's a big thing. It's a big thing. So, what do you, what do you say to single moms? And what, and I know that's not necessarily your focus, but what do you suggest for them to do? So say she's an attractive girl, she's well to do, mm -hmm. she's got a good job, she means well. The relationship just didn't work out. What do you suggest for her to do? Should she find another? Should she find a guy who's in her position? Oh, she she'll do? yeah. I mean, she'll never have a problem finding a guy. There's, there's, there's a, there's a massive inventory of thirsty beta males out there that would that would love to swoop in, and um, wife up a single mom, a single mom that has three or four kids from three or four different fathers. Say it happens one. all the time. Say one, but say she doesn't want this. Say she wants, she wants more of an alpha guy. She wants the guy she yeah. wants. Well, do you think she's? What should she do? Well, if that's the case, I mean, most guys that. Our top shelf men that I roll with, they're going to stay away from a single mom. But if she sh shows up, she's going to have to have her shit together. She's going to have to be attractive. The only time that I would tell guys that it would make any sense. So for a guy like me, you know, for example, so I've got a daughter. And if I was out there dating and one of my plates happened to be a single mom who also happened to have a daughter the same age as my kid and is also in the same school zone and she has her shit together and she doesn't have debt and she's got a good relationship with the kid's father. Um, and there would be authority with the responsibility, you know, as things sort of go then, and only then I might consider it. But even mm -hmm. then, like it wouldn't be your first option. It wouldn't yeah. be my first option. Absolutely not. So, I mean, these women with kids from prior relationships will always find a guy. There's no doubt that they'll find somebody. It's not like, you know, there's not loads of guys out there that would love to go at them. It's just they're going to have a hard time finding the kind of guy that they really want, the kind of guy that they think that they deserve because of the entitlement that they have is like, I want a guy that's six foot tall and he's got to make six figures and he's got to have a 600 horsepower car and he's got to be humble and sweet and funny and caring and alpha and beta and comedic. And like they have this long list of shit. And mm -hmm. as, you know, as guys like me and the guys that I roll with, you know, look at that, we're 
we're just looking at it. Yeah, but you're a single mom. So you're low value to me, right? Like, you know, I don't want to deal with that. Even though I'm a single father with a kid, right? It's very different between me and moms, right? Like I didn't push a football out of my body. I, I, you know, most men don't have loads of debt like women generally do, right? Um, you know, like it really depends on how the guy went through, you know, his life and how he navigated his finances. But generally speaking, like I've seen a lot of dudes that are successful that have been through a divorce that gave up half their wealth. I mean, look, if you're worth $40 million and you have to give her 20 mil and you're only seeing your kids half the time, you're still worth 20 mil. And most of the guy, and most of the guys that have given away half their money end up making that money back that they had to give away within about five to 10 years anyway. So they don't, they don't really care. Whereas women, on the other hand, they tend to rely on men for resources. Um, the difference between men and women is men, most of the time, they're playing to win in life and women play not to lose. So they play a lot safer, right? It's one of the reasons why... That's, women, a, very, that's a very valid point. Well, it's one of the reasons why women are hypergamous is because they don't generally go out and get their own resources. Even in today's world where women are all equal to men and feminism and all that sort of shit... You still don't see a lot of women going out getting their own resources and doing their own thing there are some you know career women out there that have done it and do accomplish that but for women it's a lot easier to just look pretty go out on some dates with a guy that's got some money and then to convince him to you know move you in or marry you or something like that boom you're safe now you know you don't have anything to worry about i mean all you have to do is be pretty and move into a guy's house in his life and as soon as uh you know you're either married or the state views it as a marriage whether it's common law or, or something like that you're pretty much taken care of right so it's a lot easier of a game for women than it is for men that's why i always tell guys to be very very careful about the women that they invite into their life because it, it is a uh, it is one of the biggest decisions that you have to make and you know i'll tell you something guys will spend more time researching the fuel economy on their next piece of shit car than what they will dealing with you know like a woman in her past Women are very interested in men's future, but men need to get comfortable with being very interested in her past. What choices did she make? You know, what's her notch count look like? What does she do in her 20s? You know, now that she's ready to get right with God and settle down and find a guy, you know, sort of thing. Yeah, man. Yep, yep, yep. Between between you and Rolo, these things just they, they make a lot of sense. This is these are concepts that, first off, I'm very happy to discuss with any women listening to this that have that are you know kind of get triggered by this well we can oh, i do it all the time yeah. yeah yeah happy to talk about it um you know it's it's difficult being either either gender but the reality is for your average guy life is significantly harder and only if you're a guy who really as you say chases excellence no matter the position you're currently in if you are constantly fighting to become the best version of yourself when you do get to that point you're going to be the cream of the crop you're going to have the most opportunity because mm -hmm. it's the hardest thing to do it's very it's a very simple life concept guys and the hard the harder by the way it's it's all for you it's not to pander or to placate for women a lot of these guys out there seem to think that when i have these conversations and i tell guys to chase excellence it's to like beg for pussy and again, you know, this is generally like retards that are saying stuff like this. It is for you. It is so you have better options, so you have a better life and you have a better choice. And so that you have choices so that when you're dealing with women, if that's what you're going to do and things look good and she's like, hey, Rich, where do we stand? I want to claim you. You know, uh, can we be in a relationship sort of thing? Then I can look at her and be like, you know, top to bottom, you look like, you know, a good choice or you don't and i don't care because i have other options and then you can move on from that because you're not living in a scarcity mindset that's how most guys live rafi right you know it's like the first girl that touches their pee, -pee they want to marry right and they don't 
they don't consider her past. They don't care if she's got debt. They don't, you know, it doesn't matter to them if she's got a couple of kids from two different men, you know, like they don't look at these things because, you know, they're actually getting sexual attention from a girl. But that goes away very, very quickly in a marriage um, when they find out they're now in a sexless marriage because she married him for cash and for his resources. Yep, it's very true. It's very true. Looks, looks are, are a very big component. They're a very big component. Awesome. A lot. For men and women, for sure. No, but I'm, what I mean by that is, is men will men will marry, will get so sucked into the beauty, mm -hmm. and that is such a dangerous decision. Beauty is vital; it's extremely important. But if the other things don't come along with it, it's it's suicide. It's really a problem. It can literally be suicide. <laughs> so, uh, let's see here. I mean, there are, there are so many things to cover. Are there? It was interesting watching, just over the years watching your content, because the, I mean, the single mom thing was always interesting to me, because that, you know, hearing it from from you and Rolo, because I would say that you and Rolo, to me, were the earliest, uh, earliest people I followed. What are certain things, because we discussed the red flags, what are some th things that you would say to look for? I mean, you, obviously, you can do the inverse, you could do the yeah. reverse of those flags. Mm -hmm. What are some other things that you didn't discuss? That yeah, so I'm actually discussing that in my follow-up book to the first one when it's mostly like the bright triad uh, traits, right? Um, I'm not going to get into all the details, but essentially like women that have stronger characteristics that are green flags, right? Like a good example of a green flag is, well, how does she deal with difficulty and chaos in her life, right? Does she have a total, like if you're traveling somewhere and the luggage gets lost and misplaced, does she have a total meltdown at the girl behind the counter? Uh, you know, yells at the airline, is on the phone for hours, you know, calling people idiots, blaming you, you know, for some of it maybe. Or does she, you know, just look at you and go, well, that sucks, but let's just go to the store and, you know, grab a couple of bathing suits and some pants and shirts and we'll just call it a day. That's a huge, huge one. Even better, hey, you know, babe, that sucks. But let's go, you know, let's buy a couple of clothes. Let's say we're going to Italy, we're going to the Amalfi Coast. Yeah. You know, let you know what, we're going to need some clothes until we get the luggage. Hopefully we get the luggage. If not, and say, God willing, we're both perfectly fine financially. We have no issue buying clothes for that week right. or whatever it is. So we fucking go shopping. We buy some new shit. We yep. get new luggage. And then we go, we grab some drinks. We grab a bite to eat. We're laughing, smiling. We're alive. We made it there. Okay. It's all perspective. All right. So we lost our shit. So be it. And that's the difference between a better woman and a woman that's not better. You know, like you can date them both. You can marry them both. You can get an LTR and put babies in them both if you want. But I guarantee you the one that has a total spasm and a meltdown over the lost luggage is, is, is going to be like serious problems for you later on down the road. Right. Um, you know, cho choose women that have bright uh, traits, you know, that are that are warm, that are loving, that make good choices, that aren't laden with debt. You know, basically the opposite of the 20 red flags would be an easy way to sort of deal with it. But I get into more of those details in one of the chapters in my book, so I don't want to give too much of it away. Fair enough, fair enough. No, but that's that's super valuable. For me, it's a it's a lot of traditionalism, you know. Um, yeah. And I, it's not like I'm I'm some 22 year old religious guy that got married a virgin, so you know. But at the end of the day, I think, uh, you know, I I do believe that you do have to be deserving of what you want as well, and I think that goes both ways. Yeah. To have certain expectations of wanting something, so to go with to to discuss guys, if you want a certain kind of woman, a certain caliber woman, and you are nowhere near deserving of that woman, then you have no right to to expect that.
Absolutely. I think it really goes both ways. Okay. So are there any other things that you can think of other than obviously uh, discussing your book again, because I, I want people to be able to find it. Uh, are there any other things that you, that come to mind? With regards to regards to relationships? Sure. You know, there's a lot to talk about that, you know, with that you could, you could go on for hours and hours. I know. Um, if I was sitting with you now, we, we were doing something, I, I would be talking for <clears throat> Yeah, I, I would make make better choices. You know, like it really boils down to guys being more intentional and not sleepwalking through their life. Um, you know, I see so many guys that are completely rudderless. They're hopeless. They're desperate. You know, they take the first girl that touches them. They, uh, you know, they've been sold a bill of uh, goods, which is, you know, for the most part, bullshit. So when I talk about unplugging, I like one of the things that always bugged me about the Mano Swamp is that all it focuses on is just really pussy. And it was only the last few years that I was in it where they started to uh, echo the same sound bites that I was talking about. Level up, learn how to make bank, be competent, you know, stuff like that. Um, so not being a rudderless man is incredibly important have a path have direction be on some kind of a purpose be on a grind right um take life seriously because it does fly by you very very fast um you know i've noticed as i've gotten older it it almost seems like time moves faster like every decade that i go through um whether it's 20s 30s 40s you know whatever it happens to be um time seems to move faster and it's funny because the more I talk to friends of mine that are around the same age or even older, they say the same thing. Um, you're only going to get one stab at this version of life. Maybe there's a bonus round after we die. So, you know, we can set that aside, but you're only going to get one stab at what we have here right now. So do it properly. Be serious about it. Be intentional about the people you hang around with uh, and the women that you invite in your life. And the other thing too is, you know, when I talk about competency skills and things in that realm, you should be asking a lot of questions. You know, we saw a few years ago, the scamdemic that was pulled by the world governments and, you know, the global elites, and they convinced, what was it, 70, 75% of the world population to take an experimental jab that was untested. Uh, you know, they told us all to wear masks and stand on dots and stay inside because that would save us. And all of that proved to be completely untrue after the fact, once the evidence became available, it was shown to be neither dangerous and the solution that they wanted to give us all was neither safe nor effective. Um, so you should be getting used to asking questions about what the state and what people are telling you do. Why? You know, why should I do that? Why should I put my money there? Why should I listen to that government official? Why should I adopt this new version of inclusivity for people that are cutting off their dicks or, you know, uh, men that are growing tits and, you know, stuff like this? Like, why, 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 why? Like, ask some questions about why. And, you know, develop competency skills yourself as a man. You should know how to fight. Like, one of the things that, always eluded me my entire life like i've always i've always been into bodybuilding by the way i really like real quick rich sorry to, to cut you off when you yeah. mentioned uh that you you occasionally do krav maga you i saw in your gym there's an israeli and american flag there is yeah yeah the guy that owns my gym is a israeli jew and he's uh, like he's tough as fucking nails right um it's funny because when that flag shows up in some of the photographs and i know you're jewish right um i get people that try to shit on me because I train at a gym that has an Israeli flag at the wall. It's like, fuck you. I'm going to go where I want to go and train with who I want to. I deal with the best people that I can find, right? So if I want to learn a skill and the guy that happens to have that skill, I don't care if he's Palestinian or if he's Jewish. If he has a skill that I want to learn, I will go to his facility and he will take my money because he is deserving of that. 100%. And I would, if you train with a Palestinian and he was an amazing fighter, I'd say, dude, great. 
whatever. So, <laughs> you know, like, you know, to the to the point of competency skills and combat and sports, you know, I was saying earlier, like, I've always been into bodybuilding and lifting weights, and I've always had a fairly strong physique. Um, I've never had encounters. Like, nobody ever wants to fight me when I go out because I'm tall and I'm, and I'm strong looking, so people generally leave me alone. But it dawned on me one day, it's like, well, what if I have to get in a fight? Like, what if I need combat to get out of a situation? What if I'm traveling somewhere and shit goes down or somebody tries to harm my kid or rape my girlfriend or, or, or whatever, right? Like, how do I deal with a situation like that? And I'm like, I'm missing the skill. So some so some self-awareness about who you are as a man and the level of traits and competencies that you have. Like, I had my first boxing, like an actual boxing fight, three two-minute rounds, because I've been boxing for about three and a half years now, maybe four years or uh, or so. And there's no point in training and hitting the bag and the speed bag and the pads and doing all the shit and all the maneuvers if you don't actually test yourself in an actual fight where mm -hmm. you put your jaw on the line and the other person is trying to smash your face in and you have to do the same thing to them to you know prevent you know problems for you. So don't just train in combat sports or lift weights, but actually put yourself in a situation where you have to test yourself as a man against another man in a combat situation where he's trying to fuck you up and your job is to fuck him up, right? So this is one of the things that I'd like to see more guys do and I talk about it a little bit more in the updates to my first book and I'm going to dive into it, you know, in the second book a little bit more. But competency skills beyond just making money and how to take a girl out for a date or the basic stuff that a lot of these pickup artists, you know, will give you like, you know, the basic tools. There's there's more to life than just, you know, uh, learning a couple of sound bites to memorize when you approach a girl. There's more to life than just, oh, I got a 4% raise this year, you know, for my boss, you know, everything's tickety boo, right? Like there's a lot more to life if you want to optimize it and live the best version of yourself. So these are a lot of the things that I really mill around and talk about on a very frequent basis. But again, the stuff that most guys get hung up on is how do we get the girls, right? It's 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 always going to boil down to how do I get the girls? Because that's why we're here on the earth, right? We want to scatter seed. Like that's why we're here. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's why the bridges were built, the skyscrapers, cities, all those other things. But... Yeah, it, it, the the common thing I've always noticed is like you know w w a woman in your life should be important. They should be someone you you hold to high esteem. At the same time, they're always going to want to see you working towards something. Yeah, you know. Yeah, when, when yeah, you, you, yeah, go yeah ahead. you can't you can't relax as a man. I mean, the biggest mistakes that most guys make in a long term relationship, and especially a marriage, is they get lazy. They get fat, they get lazy, they stop going to the gym, they stop competing, they spend more time on the couch watching sports, watch other men chase excellence and compete. One of the so here's a big red pill for your audience. Like one of the things that guys don't understand is that they think sports is cool, right? Okay, fine. So you know you like I, I've watching. heard you speak about this and I could this is a very rare take, and I agree with you one hundred percent. Yeah. So I mean, like you'll you know, you'll watch men playing football, hockey motorsports, you know, whatever it happens to be because you want to see the competition, which is fine, right? You know, this is something we've done forever. That's why we've had the Olympics for, you know, hundreds of years and all that sort of stuff. Um, but where it gets weird, in my view, is you like sports, your girl likes sports. You watch hockey, she watches hockey. You go to the hockey game, all of a sudden she's wearing a jersey with another man's name on her back. Think about that. That's fucked up. She's got another man's name written on her back and she's cheering for a guy on the ice chasing excellence while you're sitting beside her, right? So 
you know, sports and sports competition can be cool from time to time, but I wouldn't make it your life. Like I, like some people painting their face and they'll get right into all this shit and they'll have massive parties. And it's like, man, why aren't you doing this yourself? Why aren't you on the ice playing? It's an interesting to see. Like a lot of people would say, ah, that's such a reach. But it's interesting when you think about it. No, because I hear you, man. Let's say you're, you know, you and your girl are both wearing messy jerseys and he's out there kicking ass and you're just eating a hot dog in the stands. But if you have the kind of mindset that you have, and I have that same mindset, it's like, I want to be the one that she's cheering after. You know, I want cheering for you. 100%. That's that's the way it should be. Now, I get when there's like a World Cup, for example, and Portugal's on the field and it's the last, you know, it's the last couple of games sort of thing and you want your country to win. I get it. You know, there's, you know, there's patriotism still exists, even though big governments in the state are trying to make that, you know, disappear. Um, but it still exists and that's okay. Right. But if you spend, you know, e- like every second day following some sports team and, you know, doing nothing with your life and you're packing on weights and your waist is getting bigger and bigger and, you get out of the shower one day and you look down and you can't even see your dick because there's nothing but a big belly there hiding it. Maybe you might want to think about getting on the ice and starting to play some sports yourself, my friend. <laughs> I'm a big UFC fan, though. I don't, I'm not. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm a crazy fan, but I I definitely love UFC. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good one. But I mean, there's no jerseys in UFC. Like you'll never see you know people <laughs> wearing jerseys with somebody else's name on the back, right? Yeah, as far as I know, I mean, they have t-shirts and things like that. What's also interesting about UFC is there has been at least one time, I don't remember if she was a fighter herself, but maybe she was a reporter. She There was a woman who had a boyfriend or husband in the UFC, and he got his ass kicked by another fighter, and yeah. the relationship could, didn't last after that. I forgot. I have a, yeah, you I have a clip somewhere on my Instagram and my TikTok. It's uh, it's that dark haired girl, and she was expecting her her boyfriend to fight the guy on the way down, and she was talking to Joe Rogan about it. And you know, Joe right. Rogan's like, "Oh, and that," and you didn't like that, and that turned you off. And she's like, "No, that was gross." And she ended up breaking up with him, you know, shortly after that because he basically went down like a pussy. Um, she wanted to see him fight, you know on the way down it's it's why the captain of the ship usually goes down with the ship because he's a big man you know but what's so crazy is that guy was tough enough to get into into that ring in the first place but it still wasn't good enough because it would have it would have almost been better if he never stepped into the ring in the first place yeah that's what's so crazy and it's um and it's something that guys have a legitimate fear for i mean like i'll be honest with you when i did my boxing match there was three people that i brought with me i bought i brought one of my close friends i brought my uh strength trainer and i brought my girlfriend and I wasn't sure if I was going to bring my girlfriend to the fight because I didn't want to want her to see me lose because I didn't legit know if I could win. Um, the guy that I was up against, that I got paired up against, is 20 years younger, two inches taller, and 35 pounds heavier. And I was like, I could be fucked here. Like, I could look really bad in front of my chick, right? right, right. But I had almost four years of training. He didn't. So I was just like, let's do it. And I'm going to force myself to do this fight in an uncomfortable scenario in front of people that I care about. And how did it go? I won. Okay. I'm sure that, that felt pretty out. nice. Yeah. I'm sure that felt pretty nice. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a valid point, but I, you also have to put yourself in those predicaments sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I also do. I think there are a lot of supportive women that can see their, their, their husband or man get beaten up in a fight and still, you know, still love. Them. True. Absolutely. Yeah. They, they know that they're still at the top tier. You know, if a guy gets into a into the cage as a UFC fighter and he, he gets beaten, 
uh, I think the woman should still know his woman should still know that this guy can still destroy almost any man on the planet. I think right. that's that in and of itself it should give her enough security. Yeah, and I don't know what the story was around that little Joe Rogan clip. Like, I don't know who that woman is or the guy that she was with or anything about the context of the relationship. But like you, I found it interesting that she was so turned off by him and, and put off by him by not fighting on, on the way down as he was getting taken out. Um, you know, it just goes back to the original same that I've made a million times. Women don't care about your struggles. They hang out at the finish line and they pick the winner. And I get shit on that all the time. But the reality is the vast majority of women, they really don't care about a man's struggles and they want to see him. They just want guys that get it. They want guys yeah. that have it figured out. They want to be led by a man. They want to be with a giant, right? So, I mean, like you're going to lose in life, you know, from time to time. You're going to stumble. You're going to make some bad choices. You might make a stupid investment, lose $25,000. But you better be able to fix that later on down the road. I mean, otherwise, if you don't, the clock is ticking down probably to the end of that relationship if she has options. If she doesn't have options, like if she's overweight, you've been with her for 20 years, she's she's kind of like, you know, disgusting, like she's let herself go, she may not leave, right? Like I, you know, I get challenged with that all the time. You know, I had this uh, uh, psychologist on once and he was like, well, you know, I sometimes see women fight tooth and nail to keep the relationship going and they don't always wait at the finish line and pick the winner. And my next question is, well, what does she look like? You know, is she in good shape? Does she have options? Has she taken care of herself? Vast majority of the time, the answer is no, right? Like they just haven't. So that's when they stick around for the most part. Interesting. So what do you suggest? Here's here's a very uh, controversial one. Or I wouldn't say controversial necessarily, but you know, people, a lot of people tend to disagree. Kind of <laughs> means the same thing. Anyhow, people, some people are of the belief that you know you get married younger, you and your girl kind of work with each other on the way up. Mm -hmm. And then there's the other part who says, such as Myron and many other people that say, wait until you're more established and then go find your girl, right? Where <laughs> would you say, you know, where would you say, what would you say to people is the better choice? Um, yeah, so Myron's take is what? Bang 50 checks before you get right, serious right. about women? Okay, well, that's his approach. I wouldn't say that's the one that I would subscribe to and encourage guys to follow well, either. No, I don't agree with that either, but I also wasn't going, I wasn't talking about that specifically. I was talking about waiting yeah. until you're more established. Um, I think that you should wait until you understand the dynamics of attraction. And that doesn't mean that you have to be a certain age or be with a certain number of women, because I think that there's some natural alphas that figure it out very early on in life with only being with a handful of women, right? Maybe they watch their father. Maybe they're more natural alpha because they're athletes. Any number of things could, you know, happen. But it, you know, for me, it boils down to: Do you understand what attracts women and what keeps them around and how to game them? Because if you do, doesn't matter if, like, I know guys that have been with 200 chicks and they're plugged in beta males, right? Like they're dorks. It, it, it's it's just easy for them to get women because they're good-looking guys, but they end up being like the most placated, uh, you know, soppy little beta male in the relationship, and she ends up leaving, you know, within about two to three months, right? So it's easy for them to get laid, but it's hard for them to keep, you know, women around. So I don't think there's a number or an age. You know, for me, it's do you get women? Do you understand what attracts them? Do you understand what keeps them around? Uh, do you understand the risks? You know, they're involved. Do you understand how to vet women? and keep the terrible ones out of your life and invite the better ones in your life like are those things that you understand that would be more important to me yeah that's accurate that makes a lot of sense it's yeah. it's interesting so yeah because for me 
for me, I've always been more of the of more of the belief of I want to have certain things more in order, you know, as opposed yeah, to you, yeah, you generally do because I mean, if you're like, I mean, if your modus operandi is I want to have children, like I want to raise a family, then shouldn't you be in a good financial position? Shouldn't you be in a position where you understand women, what good women look like versus bad women? Shouldn't you be in a position where you have access to as many women as possible to choose from? So you're in the upper upper echelons of the dating pool where you can pick from the best women. Um, to me, that seems obvious, right? Um, but that doesn't always compute for every guy too either, right? Okay, but then then you can have you can play devil's advocate again and say, okay, but if you do wait until that point, what if you attract the wrong woman? Well, if you attract the wrong woman, it's because you let her into your life. I mean, it's 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 incumbent upon you as a man to choose the right woman. Uh, men are the gatekeepers to relationships, and women are the gatekeepers to sex. So women decide when you're going to have sex, but men need to decide when the relationship exists, and that's a choice that men need to make that they need to decide on conclusively i completely agree i think it, it you know some people some people can put on a very good show in the beginning so say you're you know mm -hmm. say you're 32 you have 10 million in the bank you're driving a, a 911 and you live in a really nice penthouse there are some people that can do a very good job putting on a certain facade to kind of yep. and i'm and I, I can say pretty confidently i think i'm a pretty good judge of character but you know i, I think my take is when you are doing well financially it's probably not in your best interest to be too showy and i think that yeah. and I, I think that's at least when you're when you're younger trying to go for yeah i've got a slightly different take on that i think i've kind of evolved on that so you know a lot of guys have said don't show your wealth to women Okay. Oh, but whether I heard you, I heard you talk about this, and I, I love what you said. I, I happen to yeah. agree with you. Go on. And um, I get why they say it because they don't want to deal with gold diggers. But all women are hypergamous, which means they want the best that they can get. So why wouldn't you sig signal success? Right? You can protect your assets and your success mm -hmm. uh, by making good choices and introducing uh, prenups and postnups and stuff like that. So there's levels of protection that you can introduce at the appropriate time, but. Um, you know, a great story that I've told before, I was watching this uh, millionaire match dating show once, and this guy owned a junk removal company. So he was fairly successful, you know, worth uh, seven or eight figures. I don't know. But his but his strategy when he was taking girls out on dates is he didn't want gold diggers, so he would pick them up in one of his garbage trucks. I listened to this. And like he was a garbage truck driver. Um, and he got scalded by the matchmaker, uh, rightly so, for doing it because it was stupid. Um, I mean, you're not going to like you make a first impression, right? Like if I have the choice between picking up a, a chick in a $300,000 Turbo S or my depreciated, uh, I don't know, $50,000 Audi S5, I'll pick her up in the Turbo S. I mean, it's a cooler car. It looks better. It's, mm -hmm. it's more exclusive. Fewer guys will have taken her out on a date in one of those cars versus my daily driver Audi, right? Um, so it would only make sense. But, you know, you don't go and do something stupid like on, you know, like the second week of dating, you know, move her into your house if you're a successful guy. Like that's where the dorky blue pill beta males, you know. Right. Or just take her to the Gucci store the second time you met her and let her spend 10 shot, Right. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. tell her no. You know, when she says right. that, you know, she wants to go and do something or extract some resources, that, you know, from you that you don't agree with, just say no. Especially if she that. starts to say, well, you have the money, then you know what kind of person she is. Right. If she says, and that's oh, when you can start making some, you know, decisions about the kind of woman that she is, right? Because then she's going to start showing you who she is. Like, 
guys, again, they, they don't walk through life with their eyes wide open. They usually sleepwalk through it, right? And they just kind of like go along to get along sort of stuff. And it's, it's like saying things like no and uh, being, you know, protective of your wealth and your assets and the kind of women that you deal with. Like opportunistic women are out there. They exist. In fact, I would argue most women are opportunistic and that's okay. That's, that's what women are. I mean, if they weren't, how would they uh, reproduce, procreate, raise children, protect them and give them resources, right? If but they also weren't opportunistic, the, they have to I, find a guy that's got, got their shit together. But that is also what keeps society going because exactly. they're opportunistic. That exactly. causes us to need to meet those to meet those standards. If if they just let anyone be, what society will we have? And 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 what's what's funny enough is this is what's creating, I think, the weaker society now. Yeah, um, yeah. I had a um, you know, I had a girl that I used to date who um wanted me to buy her some handbag. Uh, I don't you remember the brand, but it's some bullshit like three thousand dollar handbag, right? And I just looked at her and I said, no, I'm not going to buy you that. That's stupid. You know, if you want to buy one, you go buy yourself one or you can buy one of those fake ones. But I'm not spending $3,000 on some handbag because your girlfriends have one. Right. And that created some animosity and some friction in the relationship. I mean, back then I was more plugged in and I didn't understand these notions. But what I should have done back then is just walk away from her and said, I'm out. Right. Because she made such a big deal over me not buying that handbag. I should have just bounced and just replaced her. So what happened? You gave in eventually or you st said no, but you stuck around? No, I said no, but I stuck around and, you know, she stuck around. But the whole relationship was just shit at the end of the day. Right. 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 Yeah, for sure. It's not easy for people to say no, especially when they're invested over the long over a long period of time. Yeah. But it's very important. Yeah, no is one of the most important things you can do. One of the important one of the most important phrases you can say. It's very Yeah, true. it's a test. I mean, like you should be testing women with with that word no, right? And just see how they respond. You know, do they throw a hissy fit? Do they agree with you? Do they enter your frame? You know, do they make a mountain out of a molehill, you know, sort of thing? Um, you know, to the point earlier, you know, you were talking about women acting. And, you know, I mentioned this in my first book, um, you know, where I was talking about there should be a, a, a decent year, like year and a half vetting period. So you can really see what she's made of. So when she comes to you and she's like, hey, you know, Rafi, I dig your vibe. I want to get a relationship. You know, you become a couple sort of thing. Um, that's everything's great. You know, like at the start, the honeymoon phase, you're banging all the time. She's mostly agreeable. She doesn't poke at you. She doesn't give you ultimatums. Wait and see what she looks like a year, you know, like a year and a half later. Um, a lot of guys that I deal consults with when they're going through the divorce grinder or they're trying to untie the knot or something like that, you discover, well, they got married within three to six months, right? It's like, well, why did you do that? Why did you, why did you marry a woman that you barely even knew and gave her half of your shit? And now you're fighting to see kids that you may rarely see if at all in the future because of the way that she's taken this thing, right? You didn't know that she was crazy, but you'll know that she's crazy like a year and a half in. Women can't hide crazy for a year and a half. They can hide it for six months. It's interesting. You know what's funny about that? Well, you, I, I hear the logic in that. At the same time, marriage is such a funny thing. I've never been married. I can't speak from experience, but my my, you know, just from perceiving other married people, some people get married in these religious arranged marriages. I don't know yeah. if they're happy in a lot of them, but they stay together. They they some of them forget about touching kissing any of that they maybe met twice before they got married and then you have some people that were dating for five years and sometimes yeah. it's the people that's what's weird to me about about religion and culture is being trumped by society like there are cultural values within 
Italians, Greeks, Jews, Palestinian, like, you know, there's, there, there's natural cultural things, right? Like I have Jewish friends, right? So it's like Shabbat and, you know, Bahayim and all this sort of stuff. Like I get, yeah. you know, they do the Friday night with the candles and the family and, you know, there's all stuff that's like, you know, cool with that. We'll but, do, we'll do it, Rich. You'll come to you when you come to Miami. Yeah, 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 man. You know, you seem like a cool guy to hang out with. So, you know, Appreciate you, man. but, um, yeah, so it's like, okay. And then you get involved with somebody that's like culturally, I don't know, Palestinian, for example, like, like how the hell does that work out? Dude. I remember I dated this uh, Palestinian girl. Like, I had this roommate in my twenties. Um, he ended up, you know, becoming a uh, lawyer. Good Jewish kid, you know, fun to hang out with, a blast and all that stuff. But he hated this Palestinian girl that I dated for no reason other than she was Palestinian. She looked like she looked like Sandra Bullock. Like this chick was stunning. Oh, she, right? yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. like you know these cultural things that sort of like you know fight with you, and you know like you have to sort of like make. Um, choices that are aligned with your goals and these people that just go get married because like culture says well let's arrange something or let's you know like introduce these two and let's make it happen sort of thing and like you said they might have met only once or twice um eh, you know there's difficulties with that it's you know it's one of the reasons why i've you know i found myself as i've gotten older more agnostic and less religious because it's like i see the problems that come along with other people telling you what to do based on an old, older rule book, which has good rules, by the way, generally speaking, but nobody follows, right? I mean, like... It's weird. It's so weird. You know, one of the arguments there is like, you know, well, you know, religion says you got to get married, you got to commit to each other, like in front of uh, God and the church and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, but that rule book also said to marry a virgin. And if she's been through a hundred dicks before I get to her, how much baggage does this chick have, right? Like, how sticky is she going to be in the relationship if there's conflict and she doesn't get her way? Because she's already, you know, banged a bunch of dudes. She's already been in a whole bunch of relationships. How much baggage is she bringing along the way? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if you're going to follow religion and certain cultural rules, make sure that she does and her family does. And you all subscribe to the same rule book, everything in the rule book, because the way that it was written seems to work if everybody follows the rule book. But the problem is, is they don't, right? And That's huge. Today's advice. new world, it just doesn't really seem to work. No, that's usual advice. And the worst thing would be if she was she's been with a lot of guys and you were a virgin. I mean, that would right. just be terrible because you would get walked all over. You'd have no idea what's going on. You know how many no idea. successful surgeons, dentists, lawyers, accountants from Indian backgrounds or certain cultural backgrounds where it's like, you know, they're like they're basically virgins and they get paired up with some chick that's like family just introduces them and says, Okay, it's time. And then they learn after the fact what a nightmare they are just happens so often because they don't take the time to vet them right they don't take the time to get to know them and date them and travel with them and see what they're made of and see yeah. what kind of red flags they have and do they have bright triad you know traits you know sort of thing it's just well culture and religion says let's go so let's do this sort of thing because it's because it's time right you have to be really really careful with that as a guy if you're in that sphere it's very accurate man the, the just the idea that people walk through life with their eyes closed is, is super accurate i think when it comes to religion man i think people the this is a funny thing, and I'll be quick with this. People like to say, oh, well, real Muslims are real Jews are real Christians. They're peaceful, yada, yada. It's like, no, no, no. Religion has peaceful components and violent components. It depends on which one you want to focus on more. Right. All of them, all of them, each, every single Abrahamic religion has very violent components and very peaceful components. They have very good rules and, and things that are probably not too great. And that's why religion over the course of history has reformed quite a bit. 
that would kind of become a little bit more peaceful. And we can get into that more, but that's a whole separate rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. If you do want to hear anything, I, I actually discussed the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. On a, I've done a bunch of episodes on it because obviously I, I know quite a bit about it. Mm -hmm. But I talk, I get into religion a little bit, a lot of it in the in those episodes. So, you know, check them out. I know it's different from what you usually discuss, but I have a feeling you're a pretty, you're a guy that likes to, you know, soak up information. So, absolutely, yeah, yeah, give it a gander. So, I think that wraps everything up for today's episode. If there's anything else you'd like to discuss, brother, I'm I'm more than happy. No, man, it was a cool conversation. I'm I'm uh, chuffed that we had this opportunity to uh, talk. Um, if it's okay, I like to plug my stuff. Uh, you know, the best place for everybody to Absolutely. sort of uh, find me is just go to my website is uh, richcooper.ca and you'll find my book, my courses, my coaching, my YouTube. It's all there in one place. I'm going to leave everything in the in the description. Also, when we when we wrap up and stop the recording, you can stay on for a bit. We'll just, uh, you know, yeah. chop it up a little bit after. Sure. Guys, thank you for making it this far. I hope you enjoyed this discussion. If you haven't, I don't give a shit. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't. I really don't care that much. But no, leave your comments, and if we disagree, we'll uh, we'll have a nice dialogue. For all the single moms that are that are going to be all upset with me, that's okay. You know, uh, send your leave your comments. Anyhow, I've had some discussions with single mothers. It's actually funny because a lot of them end up agreeing with me in the end. They just don't mm -hmm. necessarily want to. So. Uh, again, for all of your real estate needs, make sure to check out my Instagram. Give me a ring. Sign up to my weekly email. It is amazing. I spent a hell of a lot of time putting that together. Extremely valuable stuff. Check out Rich's book, The Unplugged Alpha, his, uh, his Instagram as well. And uh, it has been another episode of Soothing Semantics. Ta-ta for now. All right. So we are done. All right. Very good.